Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. We are here to recap my first game of the season the same way that I began last season out at Clark Stadium Thursday night for a 7 p.m. kickoff between Plano Senior and Hebron, a game that uh, that went right down to the wire as it did last year, a game where uh, you know you had a lot of similarities to that meeting in, uh, in 2017. Right down to uh, you know the kind of the deciding factor. Special teams play was ultimately what uh, what spelled the difference in last year's meeting, which was a 27-26 victory for Plano. This year, however, the Wildcats wind up on the other end of of that equation as Hebron um, on the back of some efficient special teams play. Not so much for Plano, and the Hawks are able to escape Clark Stadium with a 28 to 27 win. So, um, first off, to anybody who um, who voted for Plano and Hebron um, in our weekly uh, game of the week poll that game was selected as the game of the week and if you're one of the uh, one of the many who voted for that game good job because this game was amazing <laughs> it's only uh, the, you know the season's only one night old but i think there's a better than zero chance that that's one of the five best games that i'll end up covering this season um just what a what a fun game i mean that that fourth quarter alone was just uh just some just some fantastic back and forth football just momentum swinging plays um, just some, you know, some incredible highlight reel stuff on both sides. Um, so let's talk about that, since that's, you know, that was the uh, the part of the game where things really, really kind of ramped up a notch. There were 28 total points scored in the fourth quarter, including 14 points within the first six plays of the quarter. You had, um, you know, Trajan Bridges scoring on a three-yard touchdown run. Tylen Hines of Plano scoring on a 44-yard run to tie it up with 21 to 21, with um, with about 9:28 to go in the game. And um, now here's where things get a little funky because Plano is able to force a punt and they have a chance at the go-ahead drive, except they muff the punt and that leads to Trajan Bridges scoring on a 15-yard screen pass for a 28-21 lead with about four and a half minutes remaining. So right there. Pivotal special team sequence. Plano cannot capitalize, and um, Hebron's able to do. Uh, Hebron is able to, um, you know, to get the lead right off of that. So right there, you have a case where last season, where special teams play was not on, was not in Hebron's favor. You have Plano, you know, failing to execute in that capacity. But that wasn't all because Plano is able to respond just two plays later. Kyron Cumby scores on a 67-yard touchdown to um, to pull them within one, 28-27. Um, except they botched the PAT. Shades of last year. Um, so basically, I mean, see, so yeah, just in just a couple minutes' time, you have two pretty significant special teams flops on Plano's part. Um, but they're still given another chance. You know, Heber loses a fumble on a run play on the first play of its ensuing drive, and Plano gets the ball at the Hebron 30. So plenty of time for Plano to work for a potential go-ahead score, and then just it all goes downhill. You have a false start on first down, then a run for zero yards, then another false start, an eight-yard run, and then a low snap leads to an intentional grounding on third down. Um, so 
what was a uh, you know first and ten from the Hebron thirty is now backed all the way up to a fourth and twenty nine from the Hebron forty nine. Um, you know, Plano's not able to complete the. Uh, you know, they try to air it out deep. They cannot complete the pass and turn it over on downs. There are a little over two minutes left. Um, Plano was out of timeouts. Enough time for the Hawks to run the rest of the clock out and come away with a uh, with a an emotional win. I would imagine for the Hawks, especially after what the uh, you know this is the third straight year that they've opened the season against Plano. And these past two years have not been particularly kind to Hebron. You know, they took one on the chin on their um at their home stadium back in 2016. And as I mentioned, they had a fairly you know a, a pretty debilitating loss you know last season against the Wildcats. So to score that measure of redemption, um, maybe after last year they were due a little bit of luck in the special teams department. Um, so, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, you had a uh, just a terrific, terrific finish between these two teams who just always seem to uh, inspire just incredible back and forth play in uh, in recent years. Because the first half was uh, was plenty fun as well. You had a uh, you know Hebron came out much like last year. They kind of controlled things early on. They were able to jump out to a 14-0 lead. Um, they were able to score on. Um, you know, a, a 41-yard touchdown pass from uh, from quarterback Alex Haltom to a to Keon Wafer for an early strike for a 7-0 lead, and then um, another deep strike from uh, from Haltom to Trajan Bridges sets up a one-yard run by Jalen Lott, and um, right just like that, 14-0 Hebron. Plano's able to march back. Kyron Cumbie finds the end zone on a I want to say like a 28-29 yard run to cut it to 14 to six. That's right, they missed the extra point on that one too. So that was two two uh, you know two blown PATs for Plano and a one point game. Special teams play very much looming large in, um, in the outcome here for the Wildcats. And um, from that point on, I mean, you know, Plano had a chance to, uh, you know, to potentially tie the game up before the half. They were able to pick off Haltom. J.J. Lee had the interception. Uh, you know, Plano's able to march right back down. They get um, right near the goal line, and then they're picked in the end zone by Hebron's Alex Day, who um, was able to return that out. The Hawks end up taking that 14-6 to lead into the half. Ironically enough, last year's game between Plano and Hebron the Hawks led 13 to 6 at halftime. So they were just, I mean, they were just, you know, there was deja vu all over this game. You know, everything from, uh, you know, just Plano's running game being a little bit slow to start, and then Kyron Cumby, you know, Cody Christenko really picking things up as the game went along. I mean, especially Cumby. I mean, you know, Plano folks, you know, know all too well what Kyron Cumby is capable of, and um, he was, uh, he, he was in, he was in midseason form last night. Um, how's this for a season <laughs> for a 2018 debut for Kyron Cumby? 14 carries, 237 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. Um, you know, averaging nearly 17 yards a carry. So just as, as was the case for most of last season, um, you know, Cumby spent most of his junior year averaging double-digit yards per carry. He's already got a comfy head start in that in that capacity to start 2018. I mean, he was, you know, about midway through the second quarter was when he really seemed to kind of shift gears, and he just pillaged Hebron with big runs all game long. He had six runs. So nearly half of his carries resulted in runs of at least 22 yards. He had runs of 67 yards, 22 yards, 31, 30, 27, 29. Um, Hebron had no answer for him, as will be the case, I'm, I'm guessing, for most defenses this season. He's a, you know, Plano always has special talent at the running back position, and, you know, Cumbie is just the latest in a in a list of special, special running backs in, a, in Wildcat history. Um, you know, looking at, uh, kind of jumping out early, kind of just to see what, uh, you know, what Plano's offense had for this game, um, I was interested just to see how they, uh, how they kind of mixed up the usage of their running backs, and you saw that a little bit with them, with how they were using Cumbie. You know, they used them uh, in a variety of 
ways. You know, there were times where they sent him in motion. Um, he was on the receiving end of a shovel pass at one point. They obviously, as uh, as they've done for years, they will use their running backs out of the uh, backfield in the aptly termed wildcat sets, just direct snaps to the running back, and Cumbie, sure enough, has some success with those. Um, and another wrinkle, something that... Uh, you know, stuck out during uh, during fall practices that if Plano runs, you know, any three wide receiver sets this season, they're using their running backs in the slot a bit more, and that carried over. You saw a lot of that last night with just some of their uh, some of their formations. But um, ultimately, what Plano uh, what did Plano in? You know, for this game, as I mentioned, they had a they had a rough time on special teams between failing to convert on two extra points plus a muffed punt, um, some snapping issues. You know, Plano had a difficult time snapping the ball. Um, you know. Coach McCullough said afterwards that Plano's starting center Jacob Rusk was dealing with some back issues, some back, in, um, some back issues. I'm sorry, and um, you know he was kind of in and out of the game, and there was just kind of a trickle down effect. And no matter who was you know under center, who was you know controlling the other uh, ball at center for the Wildcats, um, just the snapping was really inconsistent. A lot of high snaps, a lot of low snaps, fumbled snaps. Um, they just it's it's an aspect of football that you know you watch it enough, you just kind of take it for granted. I mean, it is the most. I mean, it really is, it is the sequence that jump starts every single play in football is the center quarterback exchange and um, yeah Plano just had a had a rough time in that capacity and that really you know kind of hindered the rhythm of the uh, of the offense at times um, one other thing that uh, <laughs> as far as uh, just rhythm on offense on both ends is that both teams had to use their backup quarterbacks throughout this game um, the case was um, especially interesting with um, you know with Hebron um, who you know a lot of the reporting leading into this game had pinpointed Carson Harris as the team's starting quarterback so obviously it's a little bit odd when Alex Halton winds up being the one who takes the field and plays the entire game well for reasons that uh, you know head coach Brian Brazel declined to discuss um, Carson Harris was um, was held out of, um, of Thursday's game he was just in street clothes on the sidelines um, he will however start for the Hawks next week against uh, against Arlington Martins just one week thing there um, and Halton was uh, was thrust into into the spotlight his first ever varsity start um, so I um, mean as a result, he was able to come through. He completed 7 of 15 passes for 128 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Um, as I mentioned, he... You know, we had a deep completion to, to Keon Wafer to begin, the, uh, to begin the scoring for Hebron, and then later on had a... Uh, had a 15-yard screen pass to Trajan Bridges that put Hebron in front, 28-21. Um, you know, midway through the uh, through the fourth quarter. Um, so on the whole, I mean, it was a little bit tough to kind of gauge what to, what to make of Hebron's offense, since I'm guessing the play calling was probably a bit different um, than it would have been had Carson Harris been in there, since he's kind of fits more of the uh, kind of the dual threat profile that the Hawks have had in recent years with Clayton Tune and whatnot. Um, so without um, you know without Harris in the game, playing uh, you know. Hebron had to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, showcase a few uh, new wrinkles here and there just to mix up the offense a bit. And one of the big ones, something that paid off quite a bit for them, was using Trajan Bridges as a Wildcat quarterback. And he was very, very active in the uh, in the backfield. In addition to his familiar post out at wide receiver, he was um, he actually carried the ball 13 times in Thursday's game. He um, he carried the ball 13 times, totaled 67 yards, so a little over five yards a carry. Had a touchdown, um, just a, a different. 
sprinkle for them to you know to call upon you know down the road if need be because obviously if you can get the ball in the hands of your most dynamic playmaker it can only work to your benefit. Um, playing uh, Hebron's run game in general was uh, was solid because in addition to Bridges you had Jalen Lott who was um you know who was the backup last year. Plano didn't get to see a whole lot of him um, in last year's meeting. This year though Lott is able to uh, record 94 yards on 16 carries, right around six yards per carry plus a touchdown. Um, as far as uh, let's see, as far as as far as things went with um, you know with Plano, uh, I mean their run game was just spectacular. I mean obviously I mentioned you know Kyron Cumbie's performance and that you know shouldered the uh, the bulk of that uh, workload. I mean Plano totaled 328 rushing yards in the in the loss, right around nine yards per carry. Um, you know you had Cody Christ who um you know who put up 29 yards on seven carries. Like I mentioned, Tylen Hines, who was a sophomore, I believe I was told he was a move from the uh, the Mount Pleasant area. Um, you know, he only had two carries, but he did score that 44-yard touchdown, um, just kind of offering up glimpses of what Plano's backfield could look like, you know, later in the season, just giving you another option to go to. I mean, we've said it all year, Plano's going to be able to run the ball, and I mean, when you have one of the most explosive backs in the state in Cumby, um, and just a lot of depth at that position, um, it's, I mean, that's going to be a, a tough thing to, to slow down. Um, you know, through the year, you know, Plano, uh, you know, as a whole, you know, Plano had to, um, again, have Having to uh, go to its backup quarterback at one point, Cole Winnett got the start. He played the entire first half, uh, completed four of nine passes for 74 yards, had a pick on um, that pick in the end zone that I mentioned earlier. But um, on the last play of the half, as he was uh, you know scrambling out of bounds, he took a, he took a tough shot as he was heading out of bounds and was um, had to be tended to. You know, was able to walk off the field under his own power after the uh, you know as the half ended. But um, he did not return to the game in the second half. Um, Coach McCullough said afterwards that. It was either a concussion or a shoulder injury. Um, so just out of precaution for that, I mean, they did not put him back in the game and instead turned things over to um, their sophomore backup quarterback, Oliver Towns, who, um, you know, was only... We got to showcase his, uh, you know, his speed a little bit, you know, on some scrambles. But um, you know, he attempted just four passes. You know, completed two of them for 12 yards. He did have a, a key two-point conversion to uh, to Heinrich Adrianse, which um, you know, which tied the game at uh, at 21-21 early in the fourth quarter. So it'll just be interesting to kind of monitor that situation going forward. Um, Winnett's availability for next week, um, you know, against El Paso Eastwood. Um, but um, but yeah, as far as this game goes, I mean, just uh, you know, just another another fun installment in the uh, in the ongoing Plano Hebron rivalry. This is the 11th straight year that these two teams have uh, have played each other. Uh, Plano has the overall advantage in that series now, six to five. So a very very back and forth rivalry. Um, you know, hey, I mean, after last year's game, you know, they they had a uh, they had a tall order to live up to, and they basically decided to you know what, let's just play the same exact game, except we'll just make the ending even crazier. Which hey, never a bad, uh, never a bad idea after as good as the uh, as the Plano Hebron game was last year. So um, so yeah, you've got the Hawks off to a one and zero start. They will keep going with their season next Friday at seven o'clock from Hawk Stadium, their home opener against Arlington Martin. Meanwhile, Plano will get its second straight home game, welcoming in a, uh, a very unique opponent. Like I mentioned, they're going to be playing Eastwood out of El Paso. Um, seven o'clock kickoff from Clark Stadium. I'm anxious to do a story next week on just what brought that game together that's such a you know a unique matchup you wouldn't you know 
Penn, uh, you know, Plano and El Paso getting together at any point in the football season. So it'd be fun to dig into that. Um, otherwise, well, that's uh, geez, that is just about all I have for this uh, for this edition of the uh, of the podcast. You can check out my game story. Plus, I was able to upload a whole bunch of video highlights. You can check all that good stuff out at StarLocalMedia.com. Should you so desire, I'll be back out again on the on the football beat tonight. I'm going to be covering Allen versus Mesquite Horn out at Eagle Stadium. We'll be providing Twitter updates for that. You can follow me along at M Welch SLM, and I will have another edition of the Rapid Reaction podcast after that game as well. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, whatever football game you decide to check out tonight, or if you're just going to hold off until next week. Either way, folks, you enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your your holiday weekend, and I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.